Life with the Girlfriends with Christy, Marie, and Julie. Isn't that a great title, Life with the Girlfriends? It is. It really is. It really is our life. With the girlfriends. And And we are girlfriends. How many times a day do you call me girlfriend? Several. But you know what? Today I said- Multiple times. Yeah. We were just saying how fortunate we felt about life. Yes. And all of a sudden I said to you, I said, "Um, hey, mama. I go, how did it feel birthing your best friend? (laughs) I know it was very, very weird experience. <laughs> awkward? Was it awkward? Yeah. And I thought, what an amazing design yeah. life is. Well, because we were, oh God, I lost my glasses. All right, we're good, people. Did you I, find them? I found them. Okay. I hate the fact that I need them for just certain things. Which is holding your hair up. <laughs> Which is most, that's, that's a number headband. one. A headband. <laughs> I, I have, have I, listen, people, I have, I have, Offered to buy her headbands. Yes, but oh no, she wants well, the glasses. I because now I because a headband you plus look glasses. Like a wise woman, I, and then all of a sudden it's just like oh, for for heaven's sakes, you know it is. Yeah, what how it many is. things can you have on top of your head? Exactly. I, well, one time I was looking at something that was very small, mm-hmm. and I had my first pair of glasses. I put on top of my head because I needed the second pair. The second pair wasn't strong enough, and so. I put the third, third pair. pair on. So I actually had three pairs of glasses on top of my and did head. it work? Well, the problem was when you have the glasses that have the, like the plastic yeah, pinchers, the, yeah. it pulls your hair out. Yeah, for sure. I cannot afford that. No, you cannot. You cannot afford that. And, uh, you know, it's what's interesting is like, I went from my whole life using my sunglasses as my headband. You know, I just always liked that look, always was comfortable, yada, yada, yada. And then at some point, I had to go from sunglasses to readers. Yeah. And now I'm here, and the readers I'm wearing right now, I'm not happy with because they're cat eyes, and I think I look like the worst person. My face is not designed for cat eye glasses. Mm-hmm. They just, it's just not. Mm-hmm. Some people can rock them, and it looks fabulous on them. Mm-hmm. For me, I look... I couldn't look any more dowdy. You yeah. Know? I just like, you, oh, this- you, you look like Miss Marple yeah. or, or some librarian it's from some, the 50s. From the 50s. Yeah. That really was like a cat lover, spinster. You know, and back in the day, we would always How look dare so. dare you? You're going to get canceled for saying. Well, I was going to say, back in the day, it was looked upon, looked down on somebody if you were single in your 50s or, yeah. you know, like, oh, poor girl. A guy could be it and it'd be yeah. like, oh, he's so lucky or whatever, which is ridiculous. <laughs> and now we're like, yes, baby. <laughs> Still single. Or like for me, I'm single, but very much uh, occupied. <laughs> hmm, that isn't the right word. Uh, kind of like the Ukraine. Yes, right now they're occupied. Exactly right. Or I have, I have, I have very much. Um, I have no space for growth in that area. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm, I've got no trespassing on, or like, hey, don't come and knocking people because mm-hmm. I'm like full right now. Mm-hmm. Just trying to say that. Mm-hmm. Your mother, your store is closed. My store is closed at yeah. the moment. Yeah. So I want to share the, a couple ideas with you. One is because we're all about synchronicities right now because the world is just showing us in weird ways how synchronistic life is. Mm-hmm. And we have talked about in the last two weeks this idea of tulpas, right? Right. Tulpas are thought forms that manifest and they're thought forms that a collective may have. Mm-hmm. And so a collective may have... So thought forms are are collected 
you know, the same same similar thought forms yes. collect yes. and and group and become tulpas as well. Now we saw a movie about this. I can't remember what it was called. Remember we it was I, there are no famous people playing anything mm-hmm. in this movie or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um Oh uh, yeah, was it something like the man, the Mr. Man, Mystery Man? Or something with man in it. Yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, who knows? But um uh so exactly, something with man in it. But what they did was this kind of this cult Burning Man? No, it wasn't Burning Man, but it was kind of this cult group who was meditating and focusing on creating this person yes. for some reason. Yes. And they end up doing it. Yes. And uh and they and the, the person only the person who didn't realize that it, he was a Tobel was a Tobel himself. Yeah. Tobel himself had this memory of like I was born to so and so and so and so. You know, Frank and Betsy were great parents. They loved me very much. Yes, Frank had a little bit of a drinking problem, but Betsy, you know, she had a lot of love and she always baked me cookies on Friday night, mm-hmm. you know. That's the backstory to the tulpa. Tulpa didn't know it was just a tulpa. Mm-hmm. You know. Well, int- that is absolutely interesting right now because people are actually talking about this. Yes. That history is a construct. Ah, yes. People are actually saying that, you know, whatever we say about history may have nothing to do with what history really what really happened. It all is simply just made up a construct. A dream, a dream, yes, and and, and a, well, a, uh, you know something imaginary, and I, I wonder about that. Do you well, know, because you and I both realized that um, you and I both realized I'm, I'm having a little bit of an issue with the with the computer, um, but I'll deal with that in a second or two. Hold on one second. Okay, I apologize, people, because my battery is running down the computer, and that's very important. But we were talking about tulpas before I was rudely interrupted with the idea that my screen was going dark fast, mm-hmm. and I needed to take care of that. But hey, we were talking about the idea that history is simply a construct. Thank you, thank you. And what you and I have talked about this that from different perspectives and vantage points, you can tell the same situation in many different forms. Mm-hmm. And they're all kind of true. And so, but I think that we are smart enough to know that, that history is flavored or has a lot of different, like it's a big recipe mm-hmm. with a lot of different spices and a lot of different things. And you can tell your perspective from this and this and this. Mm-hmm. But I have to choose to believe that it's all, we're all moving forward evolution is occurring no matter what and we hope that we're moving forward towards more freedom more growth and more joy and i say more joy first but maybe i more freedom is more important and i don't know because i don't want to mm-hmm. get into the weeds of any of this stuff because or take that and say i'm talking about ukraine because i'm not well also to the vibrations of that is a lot lower yes and and, and more difficult challenging well when you say words like you know Ukraine and uh, what was the other? Some you said some other words. They just have a, a like at, at this any given point, the vibration is lower. At this doesn't moment. mean bad. No, it just means that it is a heavier vibration, right? And kind of difficult, difficult to work with. Well, it was yeah, exactly. That's all I'm going to yeah. say compared to the idea of like joy. Yeah, uh, you know, joy. it's a, it's a a, a lighter, I- higher. And I choose every day to to try and not give my attention 
to what I have no control over and to put my attention on what I have control over that gives me joy as well mm-hmm. and trying to link those things. Because sometimes you would think, oh, this work here doesn't necessarily give me joy, but doing it and completing it, I feel really good about it. Right. <laughs> you know, right, right. I wouldn't say if I had a free day, I'd want to spend all day doing this. No. But because I'm putting time in it and doing it, I feel joy. I feel accomplishment and, and so forth. So that's kind of what I was thinking. But yeah, I, well, back and forth to the tulpa, this idea of like ma- things manifesting, the thought form manifesting. Mm-hmm. I was watching, I think on the channel Comet, um, they were playing old um Oh, God, what's that old show that I used to love with Mulder and Skilling? Yeah, X-Files. X-Files, thank you. They have X-Files they play. And I love X-Files, but they're playing that one season. They were on Fox again, and it was like 2016. They had come back for another season. Mm -hmm. And so that was what was playing last night. Mm -hmm. And they mentioned this idea of the tulpa. And I'm like, oh, this is weird because I hadn't heard that phrase I may have heard it decades ago, but mm-hmm. I had never had a conscious connection to it. Mm-hmm. So the fact that within one week or mm-hmm. two weeks, I have had this idea of the tulpa, mm-hmm. and now I'm being reinforced by reinforced it through it. synchronicity. Yeah, the X Files. Yeah, and and going, oh, there's something here that I need to be aware of. Yes, and I'm aware of it because I know my thoughts eventually come into things, and I want to say that. That And because we know that we should be positive about our thoughts at least or try yes. to work in that direction. And if we can't, at least be neutral. Exactly. And so I want to share a story about how you manifested something that was pretty special that um, out of the blue, not out of the blue, but took two years. Yes. And we denied that. Sometimes people want to go, well, that's really not a manifestation. You made all that stuff happen. Mm-hmm. No, not really. You had to take action. You had to do stuff, Mm -hmm. but there was zero resistance. And I'm going to share the story because I think it's pretty cool. It's a great story, yeah. About two years ago, you saw a movie um, on the Hallmark Channel. I think it was called Love and the Blueberry Farm. Something like that. Yeah. Something like that. I I never watch Hallmark, but this time, several years ago, I did. I couldn't even tell you who the main characters Could, are. No. One girl was like the narrator to The Biggest Loser a couple mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. Um, she had a love interest who yeah. was, I don't know, but he was cute. Um, I have no idea. Yeah. I mean, he's like, he was like a soap star slash somebody. You know, uh, Don threatening, adorable dude, right? Mm-hmm. You know, someone you could feel like if you put your thumb out, you could get picked up by him and you wouldn't be raped. One of those kind of dudes, you know, just one of those kind of dudes. So, um... You said, Julie, can, there was, I, go, I was watching this movie called Love and the Blueberry Patch. I don't know. And there was an instant where they're in an office and they're talking. And they walk by and there's a painting on the wall. And it's a painting of a bowl full of blueberries. Mm-hmm. And I love this painting. Yeah, I, you know, you I know love how like when you just see somebody yeah. like Normano, I saw him and I was immediately attracted to yeah, him. Yeah, you're like, I'm in, in a, love. In an instant. Yeah. And I only saw this this picture. Yeah. And it was just for a flash, and I was like, my heart just like opened to it. Exactly. And you're going like, what? This is awesome, right? This is good. And and you so you told me, and you're like, what can I do about this? How can I? And I remember- Oh, we looked to see when that movie would play again. It was like eight or nine months later or yes, something. Yes, something crazy. Yeah. And then I go, okay. And in the back of my mind, I had this, like you had mentioned this, and I go- Oh, I'm just gonna. You know, we even Googled the picture. Like, hey, a, a picture of a blueberry, mm-hmm. a bowl of blueberries. Nothing. Nothing came up that had the energy of what you saw. No, nothing. 
And so time passed, and I remember seeing it come up on on it, or I bought it on um, Amazon. Amazon. I you, bought the. Bought it was the a two ninety nine. I bought it, and then I played it, and then I um, screenshot the. I, I took found a picture that, of it. That little instant. Yep. Of the office and the painting in the office, and I took a picture of it, and I'm like. Oh, that's what Mom was look, talking about this whole time. I got the, this, this. It was literally tw- It was on screen for less than a second. Yeah, I mean, I don't think. I mean, two at the most. Uh, yeah. It was a quick second, and it, but it was just in the background. Just in the background. Yeah. No one referenced it. No, no one said anything. But you're like, that's a beautiful picture of a blueberry. You know, of a blueberry yeah, bowl. Just, just loved blueberry it. bowl. Yeah. And and I remember we we had this discussion, and you're like, wow, this is so cool. And I couldn't find that picture anywhere because sometimes. There's famous pictures that you can get prints of and so mm-hmm. forth. And that wasn't it. Mm-hmm. And and so years go by and one of your best buds, your best friend's daughter comes home and she's a painter. And she's looking for gigs. She's an artist. She's an artist. From, uh, I think, Dominican, no. no. Uh, Ar- Honduras. Ecuador, Honduras. No. Honduras. Someplace like that. Yeah, Guatemala, Guadalajara. I think it's not Guatemala. I think it's Honduras. Mm. But it could be Guatemala. Mm. But she comes home. To the Rockies, yep, of Colorado, and she's looking for some gigs. And you thought, and she's a great artist. She's a great artist. That's yeah. how she makes her money. Yeah, that she's she lives the artistic life. Mm-hmm. And you said, huh, you know, I may just um, what did we call it when you you know, you talk you get you can sign or assign. You didn't. We had a word for that. Yeah, and now we can't think of the word. That's so silly. That you know where um, you said, hey. This was last year, by yeah, the way. Yeah, last year. And I was like, hey, can you do these pictures for me? Can and, uh, can I? And I and you sent that little Sent picture. the picture of the, t- I go, on use this as your muse. Yeah. Can you draw, you know, and I think you had a picture of a sunflower and you had a picture of a hay, you know, hay barrel, you know, hay barrel, um, a, a field full of hay, mm-hmm. you know, rolled. And um, that's kind of a pretty shot and very memorable to the Midwest, mm-hmm. you know. And so are sunflowers and so are blueberries, by the way. And she said, sure, I can do this. No problem. And mm-hmm. she gave you a quote. And you're like, okay, well, that's this is easy. Mm-hmm. And still months went by. Nothing. And today of all days, mm-hmm. the blueberry pitcher arrived, arrived on my front porch. And my God, is it not gorgeous? It's gorgeous. It's, it's beautiful. perfect for us. It's gorgeous, and it and it. You said to me, "I have waited years for this picture." Yeah, and I go, "Yeah, but you manifested it." Yeah, I mean, you were in complete non-resistant. You didn't push the river. No. You didn't force. Another, you didn't nothing. send like, "Hey, when can I get this done?" Or right. I want to knock on all these artists' door to see who will, you know, commission. That's the right word. Yeah, you know. But you commit, and I told you, I go, you know what was pretty cool. I think in the back of my mind somewhere. In my lifetime, mm-hmm. I always thought it would be kind of cool to commission an artist to do something for us personally. Uh-huh. And we did. Yeah. And I thought to myself, two of those things have happened this year. I got a car, brand new car for Christmas. Yay. <laughs> that was fun. And Merry Christmas, Julie. <laughs> yes. It's a family car, but still, and it gets great gas mileage. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Lord Jesus. But, um, and I think I always make my mind going, I think it would be so lovely to commission work from a real professional artist mm-hmm. and sure enough we have it and i'm like this is just, just fun 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 yes something more to add 
to the fabric or the quilt of our lives of this idea that we are manifesting all the time yes and we want to acknowledge these things when we when they come to be, yes when they come to fruition acknowledge them that's right you know but on the other hand say harvest yeah it's a lovely word yes i was gonna say on the other hand you never told norm what you paid for him And I never will. And you never will. They weren't huh. expensive. Now but, that, he, but he'll listen to I know. this. He's like going to go, oh, maybe I should ask Chrissy what she paid for yeah, it. Yeah, no, I better not. <laughs> but you know, hey, you still manifested. Yes. And I think um, what I like though, because sometimes we feel, as you talk about spirituality and you talk about manifesting, sometimes we th- think that if we had to put effort into it, it really isn't manifesting. Mm-hmm. It's not magic. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, no, no. It was so juicy being on this journey and how things just kind of I think everything is a yeah, efforting is not the right word. It's no. sort of actionable. Yes. There are certain actionable actions that when they when they come in front of you, you should take advantage of them. Yeah, the exactly, actions. exactly. But efforting, I don't think, gets you too far. Yeah, won't get you too far. Won't get you too far yeah. anymore. Do, 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 There's do. a song like that. Exactly, I like the song. So yeah, that's exactly right. So mm-hmm. how do you how how do you be in flow, knowing that you have to work and move things forward and get things going, mm-hmm. and not be in resistance when things go awry, mm-hmm. because maybe that going awry means you're being set up for something greater. Mm-hmm. Um, we were listening to this one motivational thing on YouTube, and it taught, you know the Rock was saying, "Listen, everything you want is behind that obstacle that you got to get over. Mm-hmm. Everything." Mm-hmm. You just got to figure out a way to do it. And it's like, yeah, I get you. And sometimes that obstacle seems not worth climbing over. Mm-hmm. Or the thing on the other side is not worth climbing over the obstacle to get to it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, though, it's just like, wait a minute. Why am I calling it even an obstacle? Why am I choosing to say this thing that's in front of me that I have to do or mm-hmm. get over is even an obstacle by just naming it that way? Yeah, by just naming it, you, you sort of... I don't know. Call it a rose Make that it. needs to be plucked. Because <laughs> by a rose by any other name smells sweet, right? <laughs> you know, we were listening to this one very quick motivational thing. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about the dream. Yeah. Like, this is this is your dream and what, you know. And it, it was, it gave a different flavor about your dream. Yes. It was like, this is your dream. You know, whatever your unique dream dream is or was yeah i hope that it is because you should have a lot of them Mm -hmm. but whatever your unique dream is not to give up number one on it and to keep to keep moving forward even in the smallest of ways right even just the smallest of ways right and um because you let's just say that you're in um a room full of people that are auditioning for something. Right. But maybe out of that, all those people, only two of you, that's your dream. Right. The others is kind of like, yeah, I kind of dig that. Cause I'm like, I need that for my ego or whatever. But there's a, there's a different flavor again to the word dream. Mm-hmm. That's your unique. It's sort of like Our passion. God, you God given, it's your it's your God given passion inside that burns and even has burned for 
decades maybe. Yeah. But it, sometimes it just has to sit there while you change diapers and right. and pay tuition and other things. But it's always there. Mm-hmm. And I think we should be on the lookout for those kind of things as well. Uh, yeah, I understand what you're saying. I know, the, it's, I know what I'm saying is kind of nuanced, but... Uh-huh. That's okay. It's sort of it's sort of like uh helps the idea of the obstacle that you're talking about. Right. This this idea though, well, you know what? Nine out of ten people may see that obstacle and go, Okay, I shall place my tent here then. Right. In front of the obstacle. Right. And the other, you know, guy is going, I can figure this out. Right. I can I know how to move this right mountain. Well, I yeah, for sure. And I I like the idea of like with with Esther or Abraham Hicks talks about is that you have this soul or inner being working collaboratively collaboratively with you. You don't know it and your inner being sees things differently. And your inner being is seeing and putting in space opportunities with the least resistant way for you to get things done. Mm-hmm. And least resistant doesn't necessarily mean the fastest, you know, least resistant because let's face it. I mean, you can climb that mountain if you like, you know, bulldoze it down or you could climb that mountain if you, you know, exploded everything around it and so forth like that. Or you could just like gently go up, you know, see the sights as you're climbing, mm-hmm. enjoy the ride, enjoy the journey, you know, taking it one step at a time. Mm-hmm. And then you're on top of then you're like, Oh, the walk down doesn't seem that bad. Mm-hmm. So there are ways of doing it. And, and if we can trust that there are, especially nowadays with the world expanding in such interesting, different ways, mm-hmm. there are many ways for us to accomplish what we want to accomplish for our dreams to manifest for our dreams and passion to express themselves. I think that's the key too, because, you know, you can say I'm an artist and, but I only want to be an artist working in, you know, in acrylics or oils and it's only going to be doing portraits or whatever. But you have some guy going, Hey, can I commission you to do this? Can I commission you to do that? And you're like, well, I don't, I don't do that. I don't work in that. Like, Oh, okay. I'll find somebody else. But here you got some guy knocking on your door saying, Hey, what do you think about doing this? And then all of a sudden, like, well, wait a minute. Now I got I got a new way of doing things and a new avenue. So maybe the way our economy is expanding or just the way our, our lives are expanding in mm-hmm. such fun ways, there are new opportunities for our dreams and our passion to express themselves. I don't know. I agree. Maybe. Yeah. I was thinking about something else and it totally went out of my, my mm, head. That's cool. I yeah, understand that. Yeah. While you were talking, I was like, oh, well, this is a good point. Yeah. But yeah, um, yeah I, I like So it. I want to say congratulations on manifesting your blueberry ball. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, girlfriend. Several years later, and to the fact that I had tried on many occasions, not hard, you know, not hard tries, just like I'll Google to see if a blueberry bowl is for sale on Etsy mm-hmm. or here and there. Nothing shows up. Nothing didn't show up the way I wanted it. So right, right, right. didn't spend much time. I didn't I didn't fret over it. Right. And then when the opportunity came up, you took it and we mm-hmm. here we are. Yep. Here we, we got three girlfriend. beautiful paintings in our house now. How awesome is that? Yeah. So very cool. awesome. Exactly. So what else do you want to talk about, girlfriend? Oh, okay. There was something I wanted to talk about. I want to talk about the Academy Awards. Um, yeah. I first want to say... Did we have them last year? Yeah, I think we did. I'm sure we did. 
if you would have asked me four or five years ago, mm-hmm. maybe even eight or year, eight years ago, but the Academy Awards, I looked forward to them every year. I like seeing the Academy Award nominations. You and Doug would make a whole yeah. pilgrimage. We would just get them done. It would be like two weeks before, two weekends before. Yeah. You'd plan it all out you and how you'd theaters. see all eight eight movies. Well, and it, it was wasn't that many. But, it, but um, it wasn't that many at the time. Usually it was like five or six. And then they opened it up to eight to ten because they're like, oh, we're we're missing all the fan favorites if we just keep them to, you know, artsy five movies or mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, okay. So that kind of did it. And then what happened was streaming screwed everything up. Mm-hmm. Because now you have all the streaming channels putting up their movies for nominations. And... I mean, and I, I never get to see them or never choose to see them and are mm-hmm. never even hear of them mm-hmm. except. Oh, we, I, we've seen a couple, though, girlfriend. You, well, you have not seen any of these. I, I saw. Um, Tell me. The, what's the one that's. Uh, oh, we saw one. Look up. We saw Don't Look Up. Don't Look Up. Yeah. And OK. Academy Award nomination. No. no, no. I mean, what the hell? Right. I saw it. I thought it was a good enough movie. It's okay. It was. Yeah. I felt like it, I. It felt like it was a a propaganda movie. Yeah, it was a propaganda movie. And and then I. That's the that's the reason why I didn't. Well, I didn't mind it necessarily. Did, okay. Because what they did was they as tried long as you to, knew it was propaganda. Yeah, and I wasn't actually against their propaganda. No, I'm. Not, I know, but I don't want to be spoon fed it. I don't, yes, you're. That's what you said. Like. I feel I'm a little ch- little baby, and they're spoon feeding me what they want me to know. Right, and I get it. Right, um, great acting, but what my problem was, I felt they couldn't be consistent with their theme. Like, are they a comedy? Are they an right. action movie? Right, is it supposed to be sad? Is it satire? What it's the hell is it? Docu docu comedy. I had no idea, uh, yeah, yeah. but I thought it was interesting enough. Yeah. Not good enough to be an Academy no, Award. What we would we would think of as Academy oh, Award. Exactly. And then I heard another one of my, you know, I co-lead this uh, screenwriters group, and um, I think it's kind of interesting. Um, like you know, there's probably about ten of us in it, uh-huh. and you know, you can tell that there are some of us that really just enjoy the whole process. Yeah. And then there are some some that are going. I need to make money at this. Right. Whatever they want, I will give them. Yeah. You know? Exactly. Like, I, I, I need to make a living. Yeah. And see, I, I, I enjoy the, the actual process and it just gives me joy. a real joy. Yeah. And I may not do something appropriate. Right. Where, where that, cause, um, like one of the, the critiques was, um, yes, but the reader will, will, like edit that yeah the actual reader who sees everything first right will will say oh that's not uh cool or something right. like that and my my first thought was screw you know, the reader <laughs> well well i can't write for the reader right the the not for the you know what i mean yeah and and i guess that's kind of like being like a a an untamed horse or something a wild Horse. That's right. That's, That's who you tameable. are. You're you're a Mustang. 
You're a Mustang that's running wild uh, in the plains of, of the United States or on that North Carolina or South Carolina island that, you know, those horses that run wild on that in North Carolina. So goes, yes, Julie. And Don't hammer it. Blown in the wind. <laughs> you can't ride a wild horse, though. No, you can't ride. And you, no. And a zebra can't change its stripes. Maybe you're a zebra. But you're definitely a four-legged animal <laughs> that can run really fast. But but see that's that's the but that's the also the issue though is like you know I would not you know I'm hard to that's my dream is does not necessarily equal I have to make money at it because that's right because the people that have to make money at it I've noticed because I've been in this you know this air, area for a couple yeah. of years now is that they end up teaching it like yeah. in junior colleges or or colleges or you know, they end up teaching screenwriting things like that because they have to make money right. at it and you know? some people can make money and you know selling their stuff and other people just can't uh, not consistently right and i mean you, i haven't sold anything but what i'm saying is it's still a joy for me well yes and but you have your now screenplay is based on is based on is adapted yes. from the story the, the on you know that the I actual wrote, book that I, that you book that you yeah, actually wrote I, I wrote it like twelve years ago right yeah. and so you've got this idea that like okay I w- I would like to see this on the big screen yeah I see it's accomplished and done and I think that's the key you're right you don't even make money from it because that's not where you're at in your life where you like right I'm a I, I'm choosing to be a struggling, struggling writer. writer that's not who you're choosing to be right and so you're like okay whatever you know but it's it is fun to dive deep into the screenwriting storytelling yes. genre. Yes, it's very cool, and that's kind of why I'm. I wanted to talk about that because you're talking about the, yeah. the movies. Well, and so it's so funny. And then, well, I wanted to say because mm-hmm. uh, one of the the people in our group talked about Belfast. Yeah, and um, said that it's another sort of, um, you know, movie that has you know that spoon feed you yeah into a certain way of thinking and so you know oh and also they said it's sort of like kenneth Bran- Branagh. Yeah, Brennan, he yeah. plays it and he wrote it he directed it all of that yeah. um it's based on his life actually yeah. but they just said it's just uh it's just written to get an academy award <laughs> and i'm okay with that and well, we know those kind of movies yeah well, they're just specifically yeah. written to be it checks all the boxes upper upper echelon academy award yeah. nomination well it's movie. interesting because it's you know it's about kind of like schindler's list and it, yeah other other star i don't know not star wars yeah. but um oh i can't think of the other one james 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 bond no 007. James, the, the, no the guy that wrote uh titanic cameron yeah can't anything cameron does yeah you know got it yeah, yeah. Um, so, but it's interesting you say Belfast because people who were b- born now or like even 15, 20 years ago have really no idea that Ireland was in a war. Right. You know, like, wait, Ireland? <laughs> wait. wait. That's the only English speaking country I can go to and drink beer. And- yeah. I go, <laughs> Ireland? That was, they had a real huge civil conflict going on. And then you go, oh, yeah. And I remember growing up hearing about the bombings and all this stuff and not understanding it at all. Like, mm-hmm. this just seems ridiculous. Mm-hmm. This seems incredibly stupid and ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And it all all this bull crap. And it was. And it was. All this bull crap stems from this idea that you don't want to live next door to that person. 
That's it. Mm-hmm. Or that person's not as good as you, or I don't trust that person. That's it. No, I think it's more about the re- being a religion, being Protestant versus Catholic. Well, no, no, I I know that. Oh, but I meant that over if that person was not what you were. Right. Yeah, I don't want to live near them. Got it. And whoever has a majority kicks the other minority out. Right. I mean, so yes, I mean, from what I understand, we saw Brennan on Bill Maher and he briefly skimmed over the, the history of it. And it was like the rest of the country was Catholic. Northern Ireland was Protestant. Was that right or the other way around? <coughs> I think, I think so. Okay, but I don't want to talk I'm too much about hundred, it. Yeah, because I'm, I'm looking at you, sure. and you're giving me a total stench. Well, only because I don't know the answer to that question. Oh, okay, got it. No, if no, it no was worries. A majority yeah. was Catholic or Protestant, right? <coughs> Excuse me. And so, um, so yada yada yada. There was a big conflict and all that stuff. <laughs> Yada 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 Seinfeld. Da, da, yada da, da, yada da. yada Belfast. Yeah, yada 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 Belfast. Thanks for reopening those wounds, Brennan. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. His name oh, is Brenna. Ken- Kenneth Brenna. Brenna. That's right. Excuse me, Kenneth Brenna. Or Brennoff. Brennoff. Something. Like something. I don't know. But I want to just. But read it's them. Sir <laughs> Kenneth Brennoff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. It was funny because one of the movies was called um, King David. Really? Yeah. And uh, I never heard of that. Yeah, I know, right? Who um and I had to and then then I then oh, is it really King David, King oh, Richard. Oh, King Richard. Did you hear that one? Yeah. What's that one about? That's that tennis movie. Yes. Yeah. And I wasn't connecting to it till I saw that Will yeah. Smith was nominated for best actor. Yeah. And I'm like, "Oh yeah, you know, he's uh, he's the father of the Serena and uh, Will, Venus Venus Williams yes and there is somebody else the, I think the the director of Coda which I think she got in trouble because um, I never heard of that movie it's up for best picture nominee yeah. uh, Coda it's about um, Coda stands for children of deaf adults oh okay so it's about a movie about deaf deaf people and oh. and their children and um, it's all, I think it's all, a lot of it's in sign language and so forth. Now, because I am was a hearing impaired teacher, I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. Well, you're not Mary a hearing Madeline. impaired. No, I'm a teacher. Of the hearing impaired. Of, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sometimes I feel it. But Mary Matlin's in it. Marley. Marley. You'll get it right. <laughs> I'll get it right sometime. <laughs> yada, yada, yada. And I, I, <laughs> Mom's just laughing at me. This could be a shit show. show. I don't know. Um, Two in a row. Uh-oh. Uh, Last week was a shit show. I think we no we I think we maybe we talked about it being a shit show. I thought last week was good, but maybe I'm wrong. No, 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 no. But we mentioned it. Oh, got the, it in the show itself. Well, I apologize, people, if this week's a shit show too. <laughs> but hey, you may be interested in that. I'm okay with that. That might be your. I mean, <laughs> we always deliver. Come on, yes. But it's just this idea. Um, uh, I just got a text from Doug. <laughs> Saying I have I have those checks, <laughs> good for you. Um, so, but yeah. So, do you know any? You did see okay, Nightmare Alley. You didn't see that movie. I did not see the movie, but it's it's a a movie made uh, off of a movie from the forties or fifties that scared the heck out of me. Which I recorded. It scared the poop out of me. I recorded that. The it original. Was on TNT. Yeah. The original. Or Turner Network channel. Oh yeah, my TNT. god! I have to see it. Yeah. Because at the very end. You know, I mean, my parents made me turn away because they wanted to see the movie. Yeah. And at the very end, when 
his his life just turns to poop, you know, because he ended up being a circus geek. And I didn't know what that meant, yes. but, but it was that the ending was like a Twilight Zone ending, supposedly, at that time. Uh-huh. And a circus geek is a man who, I mean, you want to talk about bottom of the barrel. Yeah. Like, you know, everybody thinks that truck drivers are the lowest, you know, <laughs> thing on the planet. You're only using that. <laughs> <laughs> but but there was one other thing that was lowest on the planet yes. at that time, yeah. and that was a circus geek. Yeah, and they <laughs> so ate... it goes semi drivers, <laughs> circus geeks. Thank God we've just spent our whole lifetime <laughs> being. Dad could have been a circus geek. We could have been. A... Thank God, Dad wasn't a circus geek. Thank God, because you would have been the daughter of a circus. You geek. would have had to learn the trade. I would have had to learn the trade. Yeah, I would have been. A Do circus you even geek. know what it means to be a circus? Can I geek? guess? Because I think I didn't know. And I I asked. You know who, and I think it's somebody who eats the heads of a chickens. You you eat raw chickens, yeah. That, yeah. Oh you god, ki- you have, you eat the red. That's right. Yeah, and that's what they did. That was yeah. That was the horror of it all. And and uh, that, that was the nightmare. First off, people actually spent money to go see a guy eat a live chicken head. <laughs> yeah, and I thought that's just crazy. That I go wait a minute. I mean, didn't you times know, were tough back then? Times were tough back then, but information—I mean, entertainment was hard to come by. I, but then you know, forward fast forty years, and then you've got you know um, the Osbournes, the guy you know, Ozzy, yeah. eating the head off of a live bat, which right. is just not true. I think it's all fake. Yeah, but oh, but also too, like I know that on on America's Got Talent. Yeah, um, I saw a guy. He had to wear a kilt, but. He, he had to wear a kilt. He had to wear a kilt because okay. his talent was he... Time lift, out. Lifted. Time out. Don't say. You, you've given me a... I'm going to put my Sherlock Holmes hat on. <laughs> you have given me... You may have given me enough information to figure out what his talent is. Okay. Just for the fact being that you said he is forced to wear a kilt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking. I may be able to figure this out. Okay. This. I, can, I double down dare you. Okay. Does it have something to do with the schlong? Yes. Okay. Well, there I got it. No, well, not, ne- not necessarily the schlong part. The, 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 the two sand buckets that hang out underneath the schlong? Yes. Okay. I'm glad you used the medical term. <laughs> sand buckets. Yes. Okay. Tell me. Tell me, tell me, tell me what it was now. He, he lifts up weights. Yes. With his scrotums. I Scrotum. I, I think that's a great name for a band and possibly a girl's name. Because I think I've always wanted to name my girls, if I had girls, mm-hmm. names that you couldn't tell if they were boys or girls. Neutral gender. <laughs> gender gender neutral. Or sorry. masculine on the side of masculine. And then when you saw them, like, oh, you know, I, 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 you know, you've got the job interview and you're a woman. <laughs> Yeah. But now I don't think that way. Yeah. That was those were eighty thoughts. Like, yeah. oh, I better be more masculine to get the job, you know. Yeah. But now it's like, no, we don't think that way. Got it. Uh, yeah. But I think Scrotum <laughs> would be a great name for a girl. I don't know. I could be a, a high on drugs. You don't know. I think so. <laughs> but but that's a but that's a talent that is sort of equal now to uh, circus geek. Oh, okay. You know, good. I, you lifting know. weights with your scrotum. Now I don't know if this is true, but back in the day, I was watching a, a, a Phil Donahue show. This is how long ago this was, and they had a guy on who was very, 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 very upset that in America we circumcise 
our children, mm-hmm. our boys, mm-hmm. and um, at a young age. And that even though it is good for cleaning and all that stuff, mm-hmm. that this is just cruel. Mm-hmm. And to um, mutilate the body like that. Mm-hmm. And he had a technique to regrow your a male male foreskin. Oh. And that was to attach little weights <laughs> weights to the foreskin so that through gravity you would stretch the skin out oh, over time. Over time. And then but as I've gotten older this that memory has popped in my head because I'm like, I'd like to know what that looked like, you know, to see. I'd like to know what it looks like to carry weights in your underpants. Exactly right. And how little are those weights? Yeah. Are they like, like, are there like 12, like 12 weights uh, equally an ounce a piece? Yeah. You know, I don't know. Yeah. And, 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 and when you, when you've conquered, you know, like five ounces, do you move on to? Do you eight have to move ounces? on? Yes, you, it, I would think you'd have I'd, to. You'd have to. And then the at some point, gets a little too tough at the th- yeah. five ounces. Have to up eight ounces. Yeah. and then you know, maybe a pound. Maybe and a pound. At some, pound. at some point, you're the leader of the tribe. That's right, because you're scrotum is so. Oh no, not yeah, your scrotum. Your, your foreskin. Your foreskin is so long. Yes, that everybody is like, oh. We well, bowed down before but you. But you remember, you know, I don't oh, know. If, but oh. now, now though, I get it. Because what if this, like, um, you know, for women, a lot of times you'd grow your hair really long and you'd cut your hair off and give it to someone and it would be locks of love, right? Mm-hmm. They, they would make wigs out of your hair for mm-hmm. people who had problems and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> you know, synthetic hair is just as good, I think. But, you know, yada, yada, yada. That's never here or there. <laughs> but... You know, a lot of times when you have skin grafts, they use foreskin, uh, foreskin skin. (laughs) (laughs) Foreskin skin. (laughs) Or just foreskin. (laughs) You know, (laughs) but but can you imagine though? Like foreskin skin (laughs) for Homo sapiens sapiens. (laughs) Like, can you imagine though how great it would be if you know you had all these guys going, Oh, we're we're having a shortage of skin grafts. <laughs> I gotta start wearing weights on my foreskin. <laughs> Not for myself. Not locks for love. Or love love locks for love. Not like we like cocks for love. <laughs> Or or locks for love because the little weights look like little locks because oh, they're heavy. Locks for yeah, locks for love. But I like the other oh, way better. Locks for love. Yeah, yeah. I get it. I get, I get it. it. That yeah. Well, I, you know, speaking of Phil Donahue, maybe he has an interesting <laughs> guest. I guess, I guess that's what we're speaking of. <laughs> because my God, someone's going to listen to this. Goes Phil Donahue. Who the hell is that? <laughs> Trust me. Google him. You'd be like, how is he relevant? He's not. <laughs> no, but but he, he would have these interesting guests. On, yes. Because I remember one time, too, he had a guest on that uh, he was, the guy was naked from the bottom down, basically. But obviously they pixelated him or uh-huh. covered him up. But his philosophy was that everything negative in the world, including wars, pestilence, Everything negative in the world was due to an unclean butthole. Oh, and so, <laughs> sorry. Okay, but <laughs> that 
that. I never heard that, but okay. No, but as, but he also believed that you, you know, wearing, you know, he didn't believe in wearing anything because you had to keep your butthole fresh and open to the uh, open air. <laughs> Is it true? It's not true. It was true. Okay. And, uh, and, um, but now I know why Phil Donahue got controversial. Why? It was controversial. No kidding. It was, I don't know if I don't know if the word stupid is controversial. It didn't really work. It, I think it was just stupid. It didn't catch on. Let's I know. I, I agree. It didn't catch on. Yeah. But <laughs> you gotta you gotta admit though, sweetie. I'll admit. What do you admit? No, that it, it is uncomfortable if you ever have one. What a dirty bow? Yeah. Well, of course, it'd be uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah. So by doing that, people are so uncomfortable. They go, "I'm starting a war." <laughs> Sorry. Yes, I've heard this house down. Nations that don't have the appropriate, uh, you know, I'm done. Things. I'm this house down. <laughs> I'm pissed off. Why are you so crabby? <laughs> I don't know. This is pestilence. My this is this is sorry. So wrong. That's so wrong. It's so wrong. It yeah. is. It's, in, it's ridiculous. In Revelations, you know, the, the, <laughs> the, uh, the, the for horsemen. Yeah. Coming Wouldn't to? it be a surprise? Because honestly, it's the one part of your body you never see. Ever. Ever. You never see that part of your body. Yeah. And so wouldn't it be weird if like all the doctors, they they didn't tell us that we have the fra- the, the the number 666 attached to it. <laughs> you like, everybody's got it around their bottle. And nobody would tell you. Nobody tells you. That's uh, secret, you know? Is, it's, it's one of those secrets that nobody tells you. Yeah, right? exactly. And then and if that place is not kept clean or holy, <laughs> all hell breaks. All hell breaks loose. Yep. Holy, holy. <laughs> Oh, exactly. Of course, kids, kids. Yeah, you know. So, Sorry. so okay. Now I understand why Phil Donahue just couldn't make it he after married, thirty years. He married Mar, Mar, was it Marlo Thomas? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then he didn't have to work anymore. Oh, is that the reason why? They're yeah. like, we're just gonna retire. Yeah. <laughs> I want they still live in Chicago. They might. I don't know. I don't know either. You know. I think they live in New York. Honestly, well, maybe they do. Maybe they do. Yeah. I I don't know. So tell yeah. us some more movies, Julie. Yeah, right? Oh, <laughs> uh, you don't know any of these. Okay, so you didn't see Midnight or Nightmare Alley. No, I, but I saw the original. Yeah. yeah. It's it's playing on HBO Max, Nightmare Alley is. The old one or the new one? The new one. Oh, okay. So is Dun 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 Dune. I have asked you to see that movie several times. Yeah. And you're I, like, I don't want to see Dune. It's, it, a, it's a nominated for Best Picture. Okay. I just don't, I don't know. I Drive just, my car. <laughs> never, is it a cartoon? I don't know. I, I don't know. That's crazy. Um, I don't know what this is about. Okay, an aging, widowed actor seeks a chauffeur. Oh, is oh, that just like, like driving Miss like Daisy? Driving Miss Daisy. Yeah. Only it's driving. The actor turns to his go-to mechanic who ends up re- recommending a 20-year-old girl. Despite her initial misgivings, a very special relationship develops between the two. Oh, uh, how special. Uh, how special is that? They don't say how old the aging, widowed uh, actor is. But you know what, though? It could be cute. Yeah. Licorice Pizza, Belfast, The Power of the Dog. West Side Story, King Richard, and Coda. So, yeah, I got to get yeah. going on my list. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because what I ended up watching last night 
and uh, you slightly uh, you slightly gaslighted me a little bit last no. night. I kind or no, you made me. What I say? Like I don't know what happened, Julie, but when you, you are a different person from the person that you were earlier today, and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> you did. I thought you were a pod person. I go. You came in from the. From being gone for like two or three hours, yeah. and you're like, "Who is she?" <laughs> I'm like, "Are you a pod person?" I go, what "You just are you? different." Yeah. I go, "I go, mom, I'm not different." I go, "No, no, you're a different human being." I'm like, "Oh God," <laughs> and I said, "Well, maybe it's because I've been watching this really weird documentary on HBO," and you're like, "What is it?" And I go, it's Phoenix Rising is what it's called. Mm-hmm. And it's Evan Rachel Woods talking about her time with Marilyn Manson, whose yeah. name is Brian something. Mm-hmm. And it is such a messed up documentary. I, at the end of this, I just go, oh, we're, we're getting better. We're getting better as a society. And because I think this stuff wouldn't, I think we wouldn't fly. I hope to God doesn't fly as much anymore. But basically he's 37. He woos her at the age of 19. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling you, it's a big difference. Kind of like me and Normano. Yeah. You are both 19. Mm -hmm. He barely, (laughs) he's two weeks older than me. Yeah. He's two weeks older than you. You allowed yourself to be wooed girlfriend. (laughs) You were there. Um, But it's interesting because you think to yourself, one, I'm, I'm going to be totally honest here. You could look at it as she was a willing participant, only in the sense that mm-hmm. she probably could have ran away sometime. Mm-hmm. But because he was, you know, manipulating her and saying such crazy stuff and just twisting her life around, mm-hmm. and she said she was being starved and she wouldn't be sleeping, you know, she her she was really vulnerable to being abused by this oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. And so you realize that none of this stuff is easy. And she said there would be times that she something would happen and the handlers of, of like she went on tour with him and something would happen. And she goes, please don't let me alone with this with this guy because he's crazy and, and enraged. And I'm talking about Marilyn Manson. Marilyn Manson. Uh-huh. And sure enough. They would leave her alone. Mm-hmm. Like nobody said, hey, you know, do you feel okay here? You know, do you, are mm-hmm. you comfortable here? Mm-hmm. This feels weird. And he, you know, easily separated her from her family, you know, and things like that. And it, it was funny because guys like that and women like that, they tell just enough truth to, that if you don't have a strong Core, core value core mm-hmm. you get you get fucked up yeah which was like hey you better you better look at you talk to your money manager and find out where all your money's been that that you know because her mother was her manager and to find out her mom was using a lot of her acting money to live on you know mm. and 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 he's like well that you know she she felt and he's like well that's just wrong you know you're the one making the money and i'm like you know the girl's been acting her whole life. I mean, as a child, you know. Really, she was a child actress. A child actress. They, had, her and her brother, both had their sad cards when they're like six and eight years old. Oh, um, but kind of a crazy growing up atmosphere mm-hmm. true. too. That's all Just, true. I mean, and but what the, some of the things that messed me up. First of all, that um, they showed a clip of this show I used to adore. And it was John Favreau having these five actors in a circle. I loved that show. And they were all talking about Hollywood. Hollywood I and loved the inside. That show. And so here you have 
Andy Dick, who's crazy in his own right, mm-hmm. and Marilyn Manson, all dressed in his garb, John Fabro, probably somebody else, and then Daryl Hannah. They're all talking, and, he, and Marilyn Manson is conveying this story about he's with Annie Dick at, at Marilyn Manson's home. So Annie Dick is also saying this story. goes, yeah, I'm at his house, Marilyn Manson's house, and he's saying something weird's going to happen today, guys. And don't get too – don't get – um, let it happen. You know, something's going to happen tonight. Don't worry about it and so forth. And uh, sure enough, a, a, a woman comes by, and Annie Dick's ref- you know, telling the story – and she's barely 18. And then Marilyn Manson goes, ah. And he's like, and Annie Dick's like, you better tell me she was 18 because otherwise it's illegal. And he goes, you know, she is 18-ish, you know, or whatever. And they performed acts and all this stuff. It was very weird. And and you can tell, like, no one said, hey, this isn't right. Everybody's just letting this story go out because I think back then – the industry allowed young girls, mm-hmm. women, 19, which I know is an adult, but I think we allowed that, like that uh, Lolita, you know, the, yes. the, yes. the um, not the matriarch, the archetype Lolita mm-hmm. as a real <clears throat> thing and like, oh, you know. Yeah. Like, and so it was very interesting to me to see that. I'm like going, wow. oh, we're better, I think. I think I we're better so. now. I can almost... I would I would like to confirm that we're better now because yeah. um you know I overheard a phone call that Normano had yesterday with Robbie Robinson yeah. who Norm went to high school with and yeah. they're good buds and in fact Norm likes to tell the story that not the guys from the band a different Robinson <laughs> that they were when they were young teenagers that they got drunk while while Robbie's parents were away and Norm spent the night, and he spent the night in the upper bunk bed. Uh-huh. And he when he heard Robbie bending over. He was in the lower bunk bed, vomiting on the floor. And when Norm saw it, it upset his stomach, and Norm ended up vomiting on Robbie. Yeah. But anyway, Robbie's been touring with Frankie Valley and the oh, Four Seasons for like forty four years, forty five years. years. Ah. And uh, oh, that nice. they just, you know, and and nice. and Robbie still is the the minister of his church choir, oh, yeah, and and does uh, a lot of good, you know, yeah. work. In addition to being with Frankie Valley, yeah, Frankie Valley is for you know he's eighty seven years old and still doing it and still doing it, and uh, and then uh, I guess they're going to be performing. Next month in Moline, Illinois, oh, cool. which is about an hour and a yeah. half from our house. And, yeah. and Robbie said, if you want to come, man, tickets are waiting. Stage door, all access. That's wonderful. Backstage pass, baby. I know. To Frankie Valley. I'll tell you what. Four I would have loved What it. are some of the songs? Yeah. I Big can... Girls Don't Cry. Sherry. No. Sherry, she... baby, Sherry. Yeah. And, what, and, and then walk like a man. Talk, talk like, like a man. man. Walk like a man. He had a, a boatload of Well, hits. and the more recent ones that I love. Oh, what a night. Late September back in 63. Exactly. He was a you know, great, great song. Great summer song. Yeah. yeah. There's some, he has some really fabulous, yeah. fun songs. And so I asked, um, I, I said, I asked Normano, I said, did Robbie always, did you always know that he was going to be, yeah. you know, like this, 
because he's like a great piano player, yeah. drum, everything yeah. he can play. And Norm goes, oh yeah, he was always golden. Uh, he was, he could tell you, was always better than the rest of us. Yeah, you know, oh, that's so funny. That's and how I think that, about my brother Greg. He's always a golden child. He's just always a little bit better than the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> well, then maybe he could go on tour with Frankie. Valley. Yeah, exactly. If only he could. <laughs> so I just want to say that there's a, there's a. Good. There's good guys too. There is good Frankie guys. Frankie Valley in the Four Seasons. Now, if Dad comes back and says, "Oh my gosh, Robbie has now got one different color eye and paints and has makeup on his face that looks kind of scary," I say, "Back away." Back no, away. He, I've seen pictures of him. No, that's not the truth. <laughs> good. So, girlfriend, how was the show? I enjoyed it. Oh, good. I'm I glad you it. did. And you know what? Some might call it great. It was great. It was great. <laughs> 